Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Corner Talks podcast. I have my good friend here, talented photographer, Krishnal Shankar. How are you, buddy? Thank you, man. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing well, man. You know, just uh, same old. It's, it's uh, uh, you know, amazing that we were able to catch up. And, uh, you know, to give you guys some background, Krishnal and I uh, used to work um, at a clothing store together. And we kind of had a years lot of fun ago. experiences there years ago. Yeah. Years, years ago. ago. And, uh, we were just actually before the podcast laughing about it. Cause, uh, <laughs> Krishna, <laughs> Krishna knows how I was at that story. He knows I wasn't, uh, as passionate being, uh, there I as I was on being on a film set and, mm-hmm. you know, hiding out in the bathroom in the stock room, telling customers, yeah, I'll check the back. Meanwhile, we have it all <laughs> over the floor. <laughs> and you just you time with it too. Nowhere to be seen for at least a good 30 minutes. Yeah. And Krishna was, you know, at first he was concerned because he didn't know who I was. And then he started to realize like <laughs> this guy, this guy's mind is somewhere else. Uh, I'll tell you yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what I loved about you, man, is that you were, you, you know who I was, you know, you, you respected mm-hmm. me and, you know, you knew it wasn't like, it's because I was lazy about the job. It was just, you know, like I said, my mind was somewhere else. I was always trying to think creatively and mm-hmm. just trying to figure out how to weigh out. <laughs> and I guess things you know, just... I think any- I think anybody who works retail doesn't really want to even be there anyway. So exactly, yeah. Exactly. So like, you know, we're just there to, you know, as a stepping stone. We're just there to build ourselves and you know have time for other things. And for you, it was being on set and writing and stuff like that. So yeah, I got it. it. I think it was, um, you know, and that's what we're going to talk about more uh, in this discussion. I think it was more about the idea of just scratching that itch, the creative itch mm-hmm. of you know knowing that you're doing everything you can, everything possible to pursue that dream. And again, not a lot of people are fortunate to, you know, be able to pursue that passion um, because of whatever reason, financial. But um, I can tell you, you know, even if, you know, you, you just need to balance your, your schedule, you need to balance uh, your life and you need to, incor- like, if you really want to pursue something creative or the arts or something just that makes you happy at, at its mm-hmm. basic, um, I think you need to make time for that. And that's something that I wasn't doing when we were working together. Um, that's why probably you saw me, you know, not the most energetic, the most motivated is when I went home, I was just exhausted from the day that I just went back to it. And it was like this ongoing, you know, mundane routine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it can, it can get to you, man. I mean, like, um, even for me, like right now, you know, when we were in lockdown, I was going on like trails and hikes, maybe two to three times a week, you Mm -hmm. know, just taking pictures, posting at least twice to three times a week. But now that work has started up again, it's almost like um, it sucks the energy out of you. You know what I mean? It's like your days off, you just want to stay in and you want to relax. With photography, I have to travel quite a bit just to go to like new places and stuff like that. But with work, it does take a toll on you, man. It's It can get pretty, um, pretty daunting, I, I would say, you know, like just getting out, um, especially when you're kind of lazy like me. But, no, well, well, yeah. well, I think, yeah, the, the, the term lazy is, you know, quite, quite interesting, because, you know, I follow Gary Vee a lot. And he says, you're not mm-hmm. lazy, you're just not motivated what you're doing. Mm-hmm, but I think, mm-hmm. I think, I think what you're trying to get at is, and I can relate so much when you have those days off. It's not that mm-hmm. you don't want to do your passion. It's just you have that finally have that day off. Mm-hmm. And anyone who's worked yeah. retail, especially like, you know, where we used to work, the bond bills, um, yeah. it's just like excruciating, like the, the, the hours and the demand, the consistency, and it's nonstop. There's not like a slow period. Yeah. No. So when you have that day off, you want to collect your thoughts. Right. And mm-hmm. I guess that's what, what they mean by the grind. The hustle is you got to just stick it out. You know, there are days when I'm just exhausted, but 
I think they have this obsessive compulsion to just, you know, make things right. Like just before mm-hmm. this podcast, I, I figured out one of my playlists isn't appearing on my YouTube channel. And that's very mm-hmm. important. It's the clips <laughs> of the podcast. So I'm like, yeah. why is technology, like a technology just decides to not work some days. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's, it's something that we just got to keep at it. And, you know, we'll, we'll have, we'll find that energy, um, you know, again, and we'll not, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just part of the journey. That's what I kind of mm-hmm. realize. As long as we're mm-hmm. like, realizing like for yourself like seeing the progress um as a photographer um you know i think that's that that'll motivate you to you know not not feel so bad when you have a bad day you know mm-hmm. so but yeah. anyway uh you know since i've known you like i said before i've never knew you would pursue a passion uh, in photography it was something i never remember you even discussing with me uh at the very least showing interest uh, that's probably mm-hmm. Uh, you know, on my fault because I was in the bathroom all the time <laughs> in the stock in the stock room. You know, like Christian was totally probably trying not. to. He was trying to voice totally that. Uh, he was trying to voice that passion. Like, hey, Daniel, I wanted to tell you about. Nah, I gotta go. <laughs> I see customers Just never there. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but over the course of the pandemic, I've seen your growth and I've seen your potential in the medium of photography. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to know: Were you always passionate about photography? Um, first of all, thank you. That actually like means a lot to me. Um, and no, I, I wasn't always, um, you know, passionate about photography. I was passionate about art. Um, you know, as a kid, I used to, uh, I used to love sketching. I used to draw these Dragon Ball Z characters, you know, um, Goku, Trunks, um, Vegeta. Right. And I was really good at it. But somewhere along growing up, I kind of lost that skill, that passion for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went into music, uh, kind of like, I never really did music in school. Um, but I did do it at home. So like I could play the guitar, you know, um, the drums, I could do, uh, you know, trombone, alto sax and tenor sax somewhere along the way that kind of got lost as well. Hmm. Then, um, I picked up martial arts and this was around the time where we, um, worked at Levi's. That's when I first started. And, you know, went through the motions with that. And because of COVID, that kind of shut down and it kind of, you know, um, left a a hole in my life, you know, something it was was like one of my outlets, you know, you know, something that I really enjoyed doing. And then it just wasn't there anymore because of COVID. So um, when the first quarantine hit, um, I went through the works, man, I went, you know, something to just fill that void, someone to fill something to fill the time. So I went with, uh, you know, reading a lot, which I still do. I have like a huge stack of books behind me. Um, nice. You can't see it, but. Very important. Yeah. I do read a lot. Um, and then I tried doing um, short stories. I wanted to do a short story. I had this idea jumbling around my head, um, but it never really took off because I feel like I couldn't really um, paint the picture that was in my head onto the page, but oh, okay. you know, it's, it's still there. Like articulate yourself? Uh, exactly exactly yeah articulate the vision yeah very hard very challenging for exactly, sure exactly yeah it is yeah. it is very challenging um and then um on an impulse and this was like pure pure luck um i saw peter mckinnon video online oh, okay and nice. and it's him going to uh bamful alberta and you know just the the vibe of it you know him him and his group of friends just going to the mountains and taking beautiful beautiful pictures and that inspired me. I'm like, you know, I want to do that. I'm an outdoors person, you know what I mean? And, you know, doing photography and going out, that going hand in hand, I would love that. 
So I researched a, a bit of cameras, you know, what I really want and, you know, what I'm not looking for. And um, yeah, and then literally the next day on an impulse, I went out to the source because I checked for the camera and everywhere was sold out. The source had one more left. So what was this camera, by the way? Like, it, um, so I have it here with me. It's a Canon EOS uh, oh, Rebel yeah. SL2. Um, it's more of a beginner camera. Yeah. Yeah, but you know it works if it does the trick. If you know if of you're course, taking man, yeah. pictures, you know, like you don't really need a four thousand dollar camera all the time. To... No, no. My biggest thing I always tell people, the people I have on this podcast, my colleagues, mm -hmm. is you know as long as you're putting stuff out there, you know, like exactly. so many people, you know, get so caught up in the right shot and whatever, and it's like you'll learn as you go. Like exactly. if you're really passionate, like I, I'm telling you, in a year's time, mm -hmm. you're gonna get probably even a better camera, or you'll get some sort of better editing. Like you'll just naturally grow because I know exactly. that you're passionate about the craft. Mm -hmm. And that camera that you just showed me now, like to give you an idea, um, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm a bit a bit older than you. I got my camera, the T5i Rebel. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a Canon as well. That was yeah. my first like film camera. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when I was about 20, 21. And now that I'm 26, I invested in uh, a year or two ago in um, a seven three Sony. Nice. And, you know, I love, yeah, I love this camera. It's beautiful, but that was a natural investment for me. Like mm -hmm. even, even when I got the camera, it's not like I knew what the hell I was doing. I'm still learning more about it, but to mm -hmm. invest, you know, into a red camera, for instance, cause that's like an industry standard. In oh, my, that, those in are, film. yeah, they're, they're gorgeous. They're beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like the way they shoot. But again, you know, you got to take it in stride. You can't drop like thousands of dollars just to, just to say, Oh, I have a red camera. It's like, exactly. do you have, do you have the projects that can support it? Do you mm -hmm. have the demand? Do you have, you know, the, the expertise, you know, do you mm -hmm. have the stories that need to be told on that camera? Right. Mm -hmm. The funding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely uh, love your story where you were explaining about, you know, the, the camera and, you know, and I wanted to even learn more later on about like the landscapes mm -hmm. and the shots. But yeah. what I want to ask is, with the pandemic, would you say it encouraged you to pursue your passion because it allowed everyone to slow down? Yes. Without the pandemic, I would not have given photography a chance. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, on my personal page, um, whenever I took pictures of myself, um, they were always um, kind of moody shots. Like I'm not mm -hmm, smiling yeah. much, you know. Cinematic. I, I like to say I, cinematic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cinematic. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And so you know, I had I had kind of a knack for it. Um, mm -hmm. And someone actually pointed it out to me. They're like, "You don't like smiling a lot in your pictures, huh?" I'm like, "I mean, I like smiling. It's just in, in my pictures, I don't." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that kind of. Um, you know, put things into perspective. If even after I um, saw the Peter McKinnon videos, because some of his shots are very cinematic, they're very moody. Um, so that's what kind of um, inspired me to to do that. But uh, without the pandemic, no, nah, I, I would yeah. not have given it a chance. Um, so I'm glad in a, in a way, and I think that speaks to a lot of people because I think um, a lot of people kind of realize who they were and kind of grew into a newer version of themselves because of the pandemic. I know a lot of right. people who, uh, you know, went into the artistic side of things, um, yeah. because of the pandemic, because there's like really nothing else you can, you can do during a lockdown. Right. Exactly. So. Yeah. And it's, in, it's important to, my biggest thing was building a foundation now because mm -hmm. inevitably things will go back to normal. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, as we see now, you know, whether we like it or not, uh, impending lockdowns, like people are just frustrated. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important that you build as much as you can, or you at least discover new talents, uh, really look inward and, and reflect mm -hmm. on what matters most to you. 
And that's something that I'm a huge advocate about. And that's one of the lessons I've learned in the pandemic. Um, it's so important to be comfortable with who you are and, mm-hmm. you know, just accept who, what, you, what, you, what you can achieve, you know, um, look forward to your potential. Mm-hmm. So I think that's very exciting. And, and I've seen, that's the thing, right? Like when I see how you post pictures of yourself, I'll be honest, I had no idea there was a, a, some sort of like interest in photography. I knew mm-hmm. there was an aesthetic. Um, mm-hmm. I just thought you were doing it for your page. Like, you know, you want it to be seen in a certain way. Right. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's cool. Right. And, I, and it became kind of your thing. And then when you kind of posted, uh, you started this new account on Instagram and you started, you know, you followed me and you were posting this, these landscape shots. I was like, wow, this is someone that is actually into photography and good for him. You know, he's discovering mm-hmm. a new passion. And I'm also a big advocate about mental health. And I talk yes. about it a lot of my videos mm-hmm. and my vlogs and things like that. And I really mm-hmm. believe that, you know, what you did too, uh, helped you uh, during the pandemic regarding your mental health would you say a lot yeah, yeah. a lot it's uh, I think it may have been one of the things that kind of have, has saved me a couple times because I nice. you know, in a lockdown in a pandemic there can be some really really dark moments because as you said it's uh, it's it's you know we look inwards we reflect a lot right of course and a lot of that reflection isn't always you know good reflection you're not always nice to yourself you're criticizing yourself you know what I mean and so um you know when I was caught in those dark moments uh photography was there because I could literally go out and for a couple hours it's just peaceful you know what I mean it's like I'm in my own little bubble my own little world I'm in my zone um so it was a good getaway and yeah. that's what kind of drove me to, you know, start posting more, to start photographing more and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy, um, you know, it, uh, it worked out for you that way, because mm-hmm. again, we all, we know as much as we know people that you were saying pursued their artistic interests, there was probably just as many people that suffered in their own way, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah. they live off of, like, I know a lot of people my age, like they live off of, you know, going to a, a bar or going to travel mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. your, their Instagram is basically like stagnant. Like you see a post exactly. from like 2019 nothing. Yeah. and it's, yeah. and, and that's what I'm saying is the pandemic, you know, just kind of showed everyone's true colors, like showed who, who could really survive, like when things go dire, you know, who mm-hmm. really is in touch with themselves. Um, because before that, right, everything was superficial, everything was on a vanity basis. And now, now you kind of start to see like the authenticity start to see like, you know, because when someone posts, like, let's say they're traveling, it's like the elephant in the room, like, how are you able to even go on vacation? And if you are, it's like, don't why? come and talk to me. Don't, yeah. Yeah, don't, yeah, but also why? don't come and talk to me because I don't want to be infected, right? Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's just not seen the same way as when things were were normal before, right? Mm-hmm. People would like envy it or you know just FOMO and yeah. things like that. And it's that. more scrutinized now. Like why why are you traveling, man? Just yeah, stay home. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, speaking of social media, um, you know it's a very polarizing piece of technology. You know some hate mm-hmm. it because they feel it's. Yeah, responsible for people's anxieties and depressions and constant conspiracies, as I was mentioning before about the traveling and bar hopping and things like that. But yeah. while others, while others like yourself, you know, seem to take advantage of these platforms by producing more of their own work mm-hmm. um, than consuming others. Um, but how do you deal with the pressures of social media, especially with this new account that you've created with photography? Um, well, I take it day by day, man. Um, nice. It's, it's hard to, uh, sorry, it's easy to fall victim to what social media is. Um, You know, 
even myself, like I, I fall constantly to, you know, comparisons with other artists. Of um, course. But I, I try to flip it. You know what I mean? I try to flip it and take inspiration rather than beat myself up for it. Exactly. Um, one of the things that really humbles me and, and that, um, you know, shows how far that I've come is when I scroll all the way down to the bottom of my feed and I see what I used to post and I'm like, God, I posted that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's not something that I'll delete cause it's, it's a constant reminder whenever I want to go back and look at it. And then when I, you know, come back up and the shots are much nicer, that, that kind of shows my growth to me. But, um, as far as the pressures of social media goes, it's, it's also easy to fall victim to, um, what Instagram, uh, what Instagram is because you start posting in a certain way, you start seeing what kind of post does more numbers than other posts. You know what I mean? You start posting things that fit your Instagram algorithm, but that doesn't necessarily mean that those posts are making you happy. Yeah. So, um, back in February, like last month, um, I took about a week off and that was because and I even posted it on my social media. Hey, I'm taking a week off. I'm just not feeling oh, as wow. motivated. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, ever since I started this, um, I've made a lot of great friends who are also photographers that I don't even know from, like, you know, across the world. And, you know, a lot of them reached out. Hey, I think, uh, hey, I hope you're doing okay. If you need anything, just reach out. And that was nice because it shows that, you mm-hmm. know, there is a community here. You know what I mean? And not everybody is, is um, you know, in competition in it, with one in another. it for the likes and the comments and the, yeah, the exactly. attention. Yeah. Yeah. And so I took a week off because I realized I was posting things that weren't necessarily motivating me and weren't necessarily making me happy. And, you know, a lot of other stuff going on in my personal life. Of course. But, um, after that week um, finished and I started posting and taking photographs of what I really like and like, and I even tried new things. I, uh, instead of landscapes, I tried some, I went downtown with Chris once and, yep. you know, we took some city shots and stuff like that. And some of them did really good numbers too, which is exciting sure. to see. It's always yeah. exciting to see. Yep. Um, but, you know, after a little bit, I'm like, I miss the, I miss the nature. I miss the landscape. That's, that's yeah. my element. That's where I feel at home. And um, I'm kind of going back to that. But yeah, very easy to be, so, you know, unmotivated because of social media. Of as well. course. So what were the pictures um, you mentioned a lot about you were posting things that just weren't in align with your brand or who you were as a person. Mm-hmm. If I, if I may ask, like what kind of pictures were you posting? Is it the way you were editing them? Or? It was the way I was editing them. And it was, it had a lot to do with the season two, I think. So mm. because there was a lot of snow, mm. the um, especially with nature shots, like, um, you know, when you're in the spring, summer and fall time, you know, everything is so vibrant. All the colors are just yeah, popping sure. out at you. There's you variety. Know? Yeah, there's a variety yeah. of colors too. Yeah. And with the, with the winter time, um, because of all the snow, it's very much grayed out. Like the greens and the trees are gone. You know what I mean? It's more of a gray. So I was constantly looking for um, areas that had a little bit of pop to them, like a little bit of color. So I had this one lighthouse pick that I went to, uh, I believe I went to Innisville for, a little north of Innisville at, at a nearby beach. Um, nice. And... Um, took a picture of a lighthouse because the lighthouse at the top was red and it was during a snowstorm too and you know 
amongst all the snow and amongst all the white, there was that red that was popping, right? Mm-hmm. And I liked it, but I didn't love it. Even when I posted it, I got a lot of good reactions to it. Um, but it wasn't, um, and it did numbers too, but it wasn't something that I was really happy about. You know what I mean? I missed that kind of the, the fall color and, um, you know, something that kind of stands out. So, and then I photographed more lighthouses. I did an Instagram reel, um, but I just wasn't feeling it. Yeah. So now, now I'm kind of going back to my roots. I'm trying to go on trails and stuff like that. I've seen a couple of things that have uh, inspired me. And, you know, with the winter season just closing off, um, a lot of places are opening up again. Like I have like on my Google Maps, I have about 60 locations that I want to travel to this summer within nice. Ontario. Nice. So like I'm always planning. I'm always looking at places that I can go. Like one of the big ones, I've always wanted to do the Bruce Peninsula. So ever since I started photography, um, that was one of the places my, uh, my schedule didn't work out that way. It is a far drive, about like three to four hours, I believe. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm doing it this year because like that, that's at the top of my list. That's great. Uh, Yeah. And, and it's also like, um, another thing that really unmotivated me was, you know, just the settings, even, even for landscape shots, you know what I mean? At the beginning of photography uh i would take a lot of like it was like trees in the background or in the sides and then just a path you know like very uh, symmetrical exactly yeah. and i was just yeah. taking pictures of that but when you constantly do something like that you, mm-hmm. you get tired of it right even if even though you love it, you'll get tired of it because you posted yeah. so much of that and there's only so much you can do um so i had to move away from that as well um, only because I can't get stuck in in that kind of mentality. I need to I need to grow. You know, I need to do other things. So you know, setting played a pu- huge part as well. And it's it gets to a point where you're just looking for something different to do, something different, something that yeah. someone else hasn't done before, which is hard to do because photography has been you know around for such a long time that you know almost all the locations, almost everything is. Um, already done but you just have to find your own your own twist to it you have to add in your own personality your own editing to it Mm. you know and I have struggled with editing before Um, when I first started I really moved that saturation slider all the way up so there's more (laughs) color that popped move the shadows down move the highlights down but now I'm kind of playing around with it with the with the winter months I realized that with the snow on the ground I wanted it to kind of glow a little bit more yeah more definition so I would put that contrast up and clarity up and then the whites add in in the whites yeah instead of dragging down the white highlights I kind of put it up Mm -hmm. so it gave me a chance to kind of um to kind of play around with those rather than just putting it all the way down you know what I yeah mean? feel it out instead of it always being exactly. a standard like preset like that's a big thing exactly. for me is yeah. i think on instagram like especially we it's become oversaturated where you have accounts even photography accounts where it's mm-hmm. like yeah it looks great it looks polished but because it's so um like you were saying it's just everyone it's just a constant preset like mm-hmm. everything is mm-hmm. um done a certain way there's no flair to it there's like no humanity so you can kind of instantly say like this is this is just like typical, you know, like, you know, like yeah, those typical yeah. Instagram pages Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and you see it all the time. And, and again, they're, they're like, wow, you want to replicate them. And a big thing for me, you know, um, 
94 collection, this clothing line that I started mm. that helps me dabble into like photography and the photos that I posted so far are just simply on an iPhone mm. um, because we just, you know, based on the circumstances, we just kind of jumped out of the car and just were inspired and take, took shots. I didn't have my camera with me, mm-hmm. but what I was explaining is that, yeah, the preset should be applied because of that setting. But as soon mm-hmm. as you take yourself out of a different setting, you have to play around with it and you have to like allow the editing uh, to speak for itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because when I went downtown and I took more shots in Graffiti Alley, Queen Street West. Like, oh, those are I nice, can't... by the way. I really like those. Oh, thank, oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't really, I haven't really posted like anything the yet. Like, the edited, but the behind cool. the scenes, yeah, yeah. like see, so, so you know, as a photographer, you can kind mm-hmm. of sense like how they're going to turn out. But I still have to edit them, and what I'm saying is like I can't use the presets um, that I've used in the parking garage, you mm-hmm. know, because I you feel like it would just, yeah. And yeah. you also, and that's just not true. It's an art, right? Photography, mm-hmm. you have to feel it out. Like when I make a film, right. Do I, is there a preset and editing where every film you just pump it in and at five minutes you get it? No, you have to yeah. see where the music fits. Like some shots maybe don't require any audio. And that that's what, what kind of like my attitude has been with photography. I'm nowhere near like professional or expert in that because I don't, um, kind of like I'm not as maybe as passionate I would say maybe as someone like yourself or I don't mm-hmm. see like I'm primarily like into film, film yeah. but I do have a respect for it and mm-hmm. I, I know how important it is um, if you understand photography you understand cinematography right mm-hmm. which is what I do mm-hmm. and then you understand director directing and overall telling a story it's all telling a story at the end of the day that's why I think why I love the medium so much mm-hmm. and when I look at your photos it tells a story and that's why I love that it's, it, it captures nature um, mm-hmm. because it's a different story. You know, you're not yeah. doing, you know, cars, you're not doing uh, buildings and sky urban centers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you're, you're doing like nature and you don't see that a lot. And I think that's what makes you unique as well. Like those good intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think anyone that I always say it too, especially on this podcast is, you know, I, I struggle with it too, like posting stuff, you know, the numbers don't add up or mm-hmm. they're, they're just not the way they're reflected what I want to see, but there's so many factors, you know, um, I don't want to be the guy where it's like, Oh, it's all the algorithm, but that's one of the biggest factors. There's the algorithm. There's uh, like, I read something on um, an article where YouTube 60% of the videos that are posted every day only get 500 views at most. Like that's a lot. That's a huge percentage. And I can only imagine how many videos are being posted. Mm -hmm. So to completely stop posting, you know what I mean? Like your videos or your, you know, opinion, your perspective on your craft or your well being or just, your brand right how you want people to see you is ludicrous Mm. right like you should be constantly putting stuff out there because you never know if that one video will be recognized by even more people Mm. i think a lot of creatives too i should say christian lois they struggle with the numbers um it's not from a it's not from a vanity perspective or like superficiality like oh i need the numbers to make me feel good i think Mm. it's the idea that we're storytellers and when you tell a story the more people that listen to it the better right it's the like better. telling a joke yeah. right like if yeah. you tell one guy for the rest of your life that laughs it's like oh who cares mm. but if you get 20 people to laugh like how sick is that right exactly because yeah. you want to inspire them you want to uplift them you want to you know bring some sort of joy to their life and you know i i could just say that i I'll, all i gotta say i guess to any creative uh, including ourselves that ever has those days is remind yourselves like you said of the days when you scroll down to the bottom of your page and you realize mm-hmm. how much progress you've made right because i've done that recently a few exactly. times and I've seen like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, progression in, in, in my own right. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've seen it in yourself, right? In, in just the course of a mm-hmm. year. So you can imagine yeah. in five years, less if you just dedicate yeah. less than mm-hmm. a year, there you go. See, so if you just dedicate yourself even more, who's to say in five years, right, where you'd be at. Mm-hmm. So I really, I really love that attitude. And I guess 
I wanted to know as well, like, how do you bring focus to your work as a creative? Like what motivates you um, even when you're distracted by the praise or the criticism? Like, what is it about this photography? I think I have to constantly tell myself that I'm not doing it for anybody else. Yeah, I'm posting it on social media, but that's not really who I'm doing it for. Obviously, you know, like you said, you want to have people, you know, see it because it's something you put your hard work into and, you know, there's a narrative to it and you want the more people who see it, the better. But at the end of the day, if you're not, if you're not posting for yourself, if you're not doing it for yourself, then um, you're not going to be happy with it. So I think happiness is my main focus. If I, if I, if I'm taking a shot and that shot, like sometimes I take a shot and after I take a shot, I look at my, uh, my screen, I just go like, whoa, right? Like I, I did that. You know what I mean? If I'm not constantly getting that feeling, um, then it's, then I'm not doing good in my opinion then i'm not really posting for me um or you know photographing for myself um so that that woe factor really motivates me because it's like um once you're in that zone you take a picture you're not thinking about posting it later on you're not thinking about you know how many numbers it'll do you're not thinking about the edits you're gonna put on it you're thinking about you know holy shit i just did that and, um, you know, you're thinking about framing, you're thinking about, um, you know, your ISO, your shutter speed, how can I make this same shot, but better? You're thinking in that moment. Mm. Um, I'm not too, you're a film guy. I'm not too sure if uh, you know the series. Have you, have you ever heard of Spartacus Blood and Sand? Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I only watched the first season though. <laughs> oh, you should, you, yeah. should, you, should, uh, you should finish it. It's really good. I but, know, I know, um, I heard. The lead, the lead actor in, the, in that first season, Andy Whitfield, right who has since passed away. Um, I just want to, sorry, interject. That's probably why I stopped uh, just uh, being like yeah. the true film. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't understand yeah. why they replaced him. And then when I heard he died, I'm like, Oh, I can't uh-huh. get into it. And, but yeah, I should probably definitely give it another yeah. shot, but please continue. Yeah. yeah sorry. For that. Um, anyway. Uh, so um, when he was battling like that, that, that show literally made him a star. He, he was, he was on cloud nine when that show came out, like everybody was course, talking about him. Everybody was talking about that mm-hmm. show. Um, and then, prior to them starting the second season um, he was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma so he had gotten cancer and um, tattooed on his arm was the quote be here now and basically what that meant was you know to live in the moment to not worry about what you did yesterday not worry about what the future may bring to you but to just be happy in that single moment um and, you know, that's something he lived his final days by, you know, he stuck to that rule. Um, and that really spoke to me, like ever since high school, that one quote has spoken to me. It's to just, you know, be in that moment before photography. Um, you know how when you're, you're going out with friends and you're having a good time and, you know, a lot of people take pictures of themselves and stuff like that. Of course. That was never me. Yeah. I was I was one of the guys that would not take their phone out a lot when um you know when you're when you're in a social setting i was just i respect that that, so much i respect that that so much man thank you um but you know you do miss a lot like you sometimes you do want to capture the good moments yeah of course six years down the line and you know there's a lot of things you won't remember but when you have that photograph it's like you know you remember it so there's a there's a there's a pro and a a con to it 
I think that's but, why we clicked. I think that's why we clicked so much is like mm-hmm. that idea where you said you go out and you just never had your phone out. Like I was the kind of guy that never had my phone out, never mm-hmm. was texting. I hated people that, especially at work too, you would have conversation like they'd look up from their phone, like, sorry, what? And it's like, yeah, who's texting? It's terrible. Like, like, why, yeah, why it's like, not, yeah, I'm like, I'm talking to you here. And then right? you feel like, wow, yeah, exactly. But then you say to yourself, like, man, I got to like make some more friends because like, mm-hmm. you know, for them to be at that beck and call, because like you're thinking, who the hell's texting all the time? That they, mm-hmm. they have the, the time, you know, like the energy to mm-hmm. communicate, you know, I don't know. I just, there, there's these people that come to mind that, you know, when you would talk to them, they're always like, sorry, sorry, what was that? And I'm like, how are they always texting you? Like, yeah. what, what, like they don't have their own lives. Like, it's so confusing exactly. to me. And exactly. who wants to look at their phone all the time? I, no. I should say I'm a bit hypocritical, like now, because I look at my phone more for social media, because I'm constantly on it, like updating mm-hmm. and posting. And it's just my community now. It's kind of do it through work as well. Mm. But building clients, but like that can I actually, I could see as reasonable, like, you know, this is something mm. for your yourself, but these people that are just texting, like, sorry, what was that? And ignoring yeah. the conversation. Mm-hmm. Can I understand that? I don't know. Yeah. And And like you said, when you go out with friends and you know, just even couples, I, I see it all the time. Like they're just in situations where it's like, Hey, can you take a picture of me here? And it's like, you would think like one or two photos and they're like psychotic about it. Like mm-hmm. standing there for like 10, 15 mm-hmm. minutes to get the right shot. And I'm like, for who? It's the Instagram <laughs> effect, man. It's for the, it's I know, for the it's likes. Crazy. It's, I know, it's of nuts. course. Yeah. And let's be honest, man, the average likes what they get is what 50 to hundred at most, mm-hmm. especially now with mm-hmm. Instagram. It's like, Again, even if you get a thousand, like there's always going to be someone getting 20 million, like mm-hmm. a Kylie Jenner or something. So I just don't understand yeah. like, and like you were saying, right, it's the Instagram effect, but it's just funny to me. Um, one off tangent here, but I wanted to bring up something where it was like, uh, I was going through this uh, situation, this reflection where I said to myself, you know, I want to be, want to be known for my stories. I want to be, you know, I want to have that fame, want to have that, you know, that, uh, that lifestyle, but yet what do I, what will I be famous for? You know, mm, because mm-hmm. if I'm posting just to post like t- random TikTok videos or challenges mm, and, mm-hmm. you know, because you know how they were saying, go on TikTok, organic reach, people are blowing up and stuff. It's like, exactly, yeah, people are, yeah. people yeah. are going viral. People are blowing mm. up, but it's like, again, you take a step back and you're like, hold on. If I do a toilet paper challenge, right. And I, I get, I blow up for that. You know, Krishna, who doesn't know me, Krishna, who doesn't know me, watches that. He's it's not like, going to know that I want to be the next yeah. Tarantino. Yeah, he's not going to know yeah. I want to be the next Tarantino. And no matter how many followers and likes I have, you know what I mean? Everyone who follows me is going to expect me to do viral videos and like mm. funny shit. And mm. I'll never be able to go to like serious storytelling. Yeah. So if anyone's going through that, I like that crisis that, you know, the crossroads of social media and what to post. Mm-hmm. And basically what you were saying before is that you got to a, a roadblock because you were saying you were posting things that weren't even aligned with who you are. Mm-hmm. I would say to them is, you know, just focus on, uh, you know, good intentions, like on authenticity, like what speaks mm-hmm. to you the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy you brought up the artworks, you know, before and about the Dragon Ball Z uh, yeah. because I posted, you know, artworks and that's, that's like a hobby of mine. That's just keep mm-hmm. busy, but and they're that's really nice. They're thank really you. I really nice. appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And it's just like, I'm something I'm proud of because it's like an extension of who I am. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, who's this guy? Oh, he's a filmmaker, but he's also does podcasts. He does vlogs. He does artworks. Like mm-hmm. it's about, you know, being, <clears throat> when you look at your, my page or my socials, you're, you're, you're you want to speak to all personality traits, all talents that you can do. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. something that I think uh, you're doing as well, or something I would encourage too. like the fact that you mentioned artworks, I don't know how, how long it's been since you sketched, but 
if you had a passion for that, man, I would definitely encourage you. And I would love to see it more for probably myself because I want to mm-hmm. see uh, those drawings. I think it's fascinating. Oh, um, man. Um, so all the drawings that I did when I was younger, this is we're talking about like uh, grade five to like grade eight. So we're talking like yeah. over 10 years ago. Right. Um, unfortunately, um, those have not, you know, stood the test of time. Like oh, I, okay, I, okay. I couldn't like even tell back. you, oh, I couldn't okay. even tell you where they are at this point. Um, oh, okay. Okay. No worries. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's mainly because, so like, um, I wanted to speak a little bit about like, you know, just art in a, you know, a Brown immigrant household. Um, it is like, I am first generation born here. Nice. Um, so same here, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I think you might be able to relate to this a little bit, but, um, in an immigrant household, you know, it's all about, you know, education and what can make you money. 100%. 100% at, at, the, at the end of the day, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's like, um, there are people who are very, very, very um, artistic, but all that, all that, um, you know, all that skill and all that talents can get lost. And that's yeah. exactly what kind of happened to me because you're not really pushed in the direction to, you know, explore your artistic side. You're mainly it's not encouraged in the household, exactly, right? Exactly, like, cause yeah. you, you come from a family. I'm, sh- I'm sure that, you know, is not professional artists or people in the field, right? They're not no, filmmakers yeah. coming home saying, yeah, you could do a buddy or photographers. They're people that are yeah, hardworking, hard you know, working, nine, yeah, nine to labor. five exactly. they labor, right. And they make the money and to give you a better mm. life. And they're saying you owe like, not you owe us, but uh out of, out of respect well that's the life that they know yeah that's like exactly but out of respect like for you to say i want to do let's say photography tomorrow right mm-hmm. um same experience like me when i said film that's how my parents explained it to me is it's not that they want me to like do it to be miserable mm-hmm. it's they believe that like you said that's the only life they know but it's also out of respect of like mm-hmm. how much they work towards like my, my mother would actually tell me that like now she's yeah. more supportive uh-huh. but i remember years before she was scared for the dream the passion like you know because mm-hmm. nothing is guaranteed even at my level no. but she was saying mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, I put so much time, so much effort into making you have that, like have an education, making sure that you are, you know, well-mannered and well-rounded, whatever. And now, mm-hmm. <laughs> now you want to do something that's not guaranteed. That's like all over the place. You know, I just mm-hmm. want you to be safe. Right. And when mm-hmm. she says that, that that's why I say the notion of it's out of respect for you, those immigrant parents that you pursue a path that structured, that's safe, that, mm-hmm. you know, will grant mm-hmm. you that, that life, you know? But it's but, kind of like a double-edged sword, right? Because it is. It is. It doesn't, man, it is. It doesn't really guarantee that you're you're going to be happy. But between you right? and me, man, and, yeah. and I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because between mm. you and me, you know, as you get older, you realize too. Um, there's a lot of people that work those jobs, uh, whether they're my age, whether they're my parents' age, and you see them like they're miserable. You know, they're mm-hmm. not they're not like happy or they're not doing what they want. They always joke around about winning the lottery. Like for me, it's like if you're happy with your life, if you're living a structured life that you mm-hmm. intended, why do you always like race to win, like play the lottery? Why do you always joke around about all oh, that car would be so nice to have? Mm-hmm. It's like I thought your happiness was, you know, your life right now. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think it's that idea of human beings always, you know, wanting more and, wanting you know, more. basically not having that same sacrifice is that at the end of the day, we're, we're fortunate enough to, to be living, you know, the, the, our generation where we're, we're able to pursue these passions. We have the technology, the social media, mm-hmm. as sophisticated that it is that we can push out our content. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, man, it's like, you know, I think it's really important that, like I said in the beginning, you're in our 20s and you just kind of go for it and yeah. then see, see yeah. where you end up. 
Because along the way, you're going to find yourself, right? It's nothing yeah. is guaranteed, but the only thing that is guaranteed is growth. Yeah, and really. Yeah, that's so true. That's the man. only thing. And um, you're going to make mistakes, man. Like, that's the mm-hmm. thing, too. I told, I realize is as much as you don't want to. I think the biggest thing for me is when I fear making mistakes is because I don't want to go backwards or I don't want to, like, prevent myself. Because I feel like everything is like a timeline because um, mm-hmm. you're gonna have eventually people saying like hey you're pushing 30 like what are you doing now right yeah. but i think the reality is is that you have as long as you trust with yourself and you have good like mm-hmm. i always say good intentions authenticity even if those mistakes were to happen those failures it'll feel harder in the moment but down the road you'll look back and say they needed to happen so i can learn from this right and we're constantly failing you know exactly, we're constantly yeah. learning like how to improve mm-hmm. um i always say like you know if you're not failing you're you're not growing you know, failure isn't something that you should look back and regret. It's just something you should look back and say, you know, I learned from that mistake. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's constant. Um, but as far as, um, as far as, you know, just being in your twenties, like, and um, you mentioned how, uh, you know, timeline puts a lot of pressure, you know what I mean? Like you're pushing 30 and you, you still have so much to do. And like, and there's also the added pressure of what your parents are wanting you to do as well. Um, I try not to look at that. Um, I've tried to kind of zone out of that. Like I'm, I'm turning 25 this July. So it's, it's more in the sense, I'm not looking at my age as like a timeline, like what I need to be doing by 30. I'm just literally going with the motion, man. Yeah. Cause if I was, I was so stressed about, um, you know, my age and you know what I need yeah. to be doing, I, I, I wouldn't be in relate. You know what I mean? I would be doing something else, but I'm here because it allows me to kind of branch out and kind of find. It's the only, yeah. The one, the one upside of retail, I should say, or just anyone in the restaurant Mm -hmm. business is it allows you that flexibility that no other job, because any, anyone that knows I've worked those jobs, right? Like marketing coordinator, Mm -hmm. publicity promotions, Mm -hmm. like full-time. And there's a reason why they say it's not a job. It's a career because it takes over your life. Like you have to be Mm -hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. And when you show up, like your mind has to be there or else you'll get fired. Uh, because when my mind would drift, people would pick it out. Um, mm-hmm. And if, it, if they're picking it out at retail, right, they're picking it out at those companies. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I've had my own experience for sure. And that's why I'm such a big believer in if you really need, want this passion, you have to just go all in and see what happens. Yeah. Like give yourself mm-hmm. that time, give yourself that mm-hmm. stretch because um, yeah, it's possible for sure. You can do both, both uh, careers, you know, with a weekend, for example, I heard mm-hmm. he worked at an insurance company and he did music on the side. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know it just depends on your craft, it depends what mm-hmm. you're trying to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have, to, I believe you have to have a good footing in you have to have a good foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to have realized like it's going to take a lot of dedication um, yeah. to do both, right? Uh, because at the end of the day, right, the one feeds you and one doesn't. And I think that's what a lot of creatives are concerned about, at least mm. for me, is you're in a position where it's like, you know, naturally, you're going to be more passionate eventually, not passionate, but uh, more invested, more focused in the mm. one that feeds you, the one that pays you, than the one that's like, like you said, you're getting five likes, you're getting 10 likes, you're getting 100 <laughs> likes. Eventually, right? It's just human nature. You're going to eventually break up, like say, okay, what, what am I doing this for, right? So. Yeah. In a way, um, you know, that's why like with a lot of like heroes or people like like mentors in the business, uh, mm-hmm. like Tarantino, Scorsese, they always go like, there's no backup plan when you're in this, like it's all in. And I, and mm-hmm. I understand why they're saying that. Like easier said than done. You don't know yeah. everyone has a different path, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people have bills to pay at the end of the day, but 
oh my God, when they said that, I was like, I, 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 can, I feel that. Like, I know what that mm-hmm. meant. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when you, if you want this dream, you got to have no backup plan because if you do, there's always going to be, you're always going to be that leaning towards net. that, that yeah. safety net, right? That's yeah. what it is. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, I, I, I told you, I don't know if, I think before the podcast, um, I mentioned it again to the viewers is I gave myself like that. It just so happened to be the pandemic. That was never the intention, but January, mm-hmm. 2020, I was like, um, I left my last job. Um, there's sort of a situation. I went to California, I came back and I'm like, okay, let, I'm going to give myself this year and see where I end up <laughs> with mm-hmm. this video, mm-hmm. videography film. And that's why I created 94 productions, my startup business. Yeah, yeah. And then the pandemic hit three months later and uh, I made some clients, but I always like wonder if the pandemic never hit, like where, how many, instead of one client, would I have five or instead of mm-hmm. one project, would mm-hmm. I have 10? But it's all spe- speculation. I think the big thing for me is you know, giving yourself that time, giving yourself that much needed uh, space. Mm-hmm. and uh that's what allowed me to create the content that i was able to do and that's you yeah. know how we were able to connect even more um mm-hmm. and create like this podcast would have never happened if i didn't give myself that time yeah to, to figure out what i wanted to do right because it just mm-hmm. puts everything in perspective and allows you to focus yeah right and that's that's when i kind of took notice of you as well um it's it was january of last year when you started posting those yeah. uh shots from you know when you were in the states and stuff like that because like you were i felt like you were kind of um you kind of disappeared off of social media for a bit. I feel like I did. And, yeah. Oh, and, and then thank you. But thanks for, no, yeah. but thanks for noticing. Cause yeah. Yeah, like, it, no, cause it, what it is is that, you know, this is what I mean by you never know who's watching is clearly mm-hmm. Krishna was, you know, a fan or a supporter, a friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he was, he was like, Hey, I haven't seen Daniel in a while, but yeah, please yeah. continue what you're saying. Sorry. Yeah. And then no, it's a, and I only noticed it because when you start posting stuff again and you know, I'm like, oh, oh, snap! He's in the states doing this, this, and that. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? That's when I noticed. Yeah. But where has this guy been? I feel like this guy <laughs> fell off the face of the earth. It's true, right? Because yeah. the last time, the last time I saw you, I think uh, you had just quit uh, where we were working, and yeah. um, I think I saw you around school, <laughs> and then. Yeah. And then you said something oh, yeah, like, "Yeah, that's right. Know, we, should, we should, we should hang out or something like that." Uh, right, right, right. You know, and then it just never happened. You like i don't know i guess that and, and that's life though right i mean like you you get yeah, in all these directions and then buddy i was, the I was stuff, you know i was going through i was going through a lot man. i don't like my family mm-hmm. knows i won't go into too much yeah, detail yeah. but um mm-hmm. yeah around the time when i because i now remember it around the time i met with you i was going through a lot of personal stuff uh-huh. um so i was like you know not even hanging out with anyone really i was mm-hmm. just going to work mm-hmm. uh trying to keep the job that i had at the time and uh yeah figure out this this passion of mine and Mm -hmm. i think all the events turned this is what i mean by like i look back and when when i left my last job i was devastated because i was like you know it was decent money Mm -hmm. uh it was a commission based as well and i was killing it with sales but obviously i wasn't happy i was just doing it because it's like something to do and it was also Mm -hmm. trying i was trying to use it to get me into corporate Mm -hmm. but um yeah it's just like they surprised me one day like we're going to transfer you uh to a another location it's going to be less hours less money this that and i'm like why so what's the like, point I'm your, yeah. and i'm like yeah but i'm like your star your star player not to blow smoke up my own ass but it's the it was the reality like the regional mm-hmm. manager would even tell me like you're you're one of our lead sales you and mm-hmm. this other guy mm-hmm. so i was just devastated and i was confused but at the same time i, I took i gave myself an, and they're like yeah you can think about it and i'm like okay so i gave myself an hour i thought about it and i said and this is where I like, it was like a movie moment, you know, my Hollywood moment where I said, you know, what do yeah. I want to, what does Daniel want to do? You know? And yeah, I kind of like just sucked it up. And I said, you know, I, I have to make this decision. 
And that's mm -hmm. when I went to California. And, and then that's when you saw the posting and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, I went to California um, because it was, I, I wanted to remind myself like of my passion. I wanted to remind myself of why I started this, this dream, you know? Yeah. And mm -hmm. I get kind of choked up just thinking about it because uh, it, it was, yeah, it was just something like I was in the, like one of the darkest places of my life at that time. Mm -hmm. um, just what was going on in my life. And I felt defeated. Yeah. And when I was in California, just everything disappeared. You know, like everyone was creative there. Everyone was in film. There was no one mm -hmm. saying like, you know, I'm a CA. <laughs> like, what are you mm -hmm. doing with your mm -hmm. life? Mm -hmm. It was just mm -hmm. a different world, man. West Coast, you know, like true, uh, the entertainment capital. And yeah, I just loved it. Like, again, it, it's superficial to say like, oh yeah, you loved it, of course, but try living there. But for me, it was like, I always enjoyed, you know, just that, just the geography, just the landscape, you know, the, mm -hmm, the people, mm -hmm. the culture, the lifestyle. I've always the been community, fascinated. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I've always been fascinated since I was a kid. And again, yeah, people might be living with like eight people and they might be, you know, struggling to make ends meet paycheck to paycheck, but there's just a mm -hmm. different vibe. Like people are just mm -hmm. smiling all the time. The girls, like everyone's so laid back and outgoing yeah. and you know, they're just, everyone's free, open to talk to you. Mm -hmm. Like, again, I'm, I love Toronto, but I, I know for a fact, like just comparing the two cities, like, people are just so open to have a conversation with you, girl mm -hmm. and guy, you know, mm -hmm. like I was just sitting mm -hmm. at a bar and like, you know, Hey, how's it going? What are you up to? Like, uh, what do you do for a living? Like they're just like invested. And mm -hmm. I think that's because it goes back to that networking ability and it's the entertainment capital for a reason. Like everyone's trying yeah. to make it and mm -hmm. they gotta be out there, you know, like Toronto, it's like, you know, everyone's very creative. It has a separate world for sure. Subculture. But at the end of the day, it's predominantly like, you know, business oriented, it's services, mm -hmm. right. And people, you know, do their path. Uh, they're trying to make the, the, the best that they can. Very competitive. They kind of stick to it, right? It's not competitive in, from yeah. an arts perspective. It's competitive mm -hmm. from a business, right? You know you know people, right? Uh, yeah. That it's like, you know, I went to Schulich, went to Waterloo, went to Queens. But over there, it's the opposite. It's I was on this set. I was on that film. I know that director. I'm at this guy's party. Uh -huh, uh -huh. It's a very different lifestyle. And you know, you know what I think it is? Sorry to cut you off. You know what I yeah, think? Yeah, no, for is, sure, man. Go especially, ahead. Especially over there. I think compared to how you were feeling here in Toronto um, and over there is probably because over there you were surrounded by people who had a similar vision to you. So you were motivated to keep pushing yourself further and pushing yourself. hundred percent. You know what I mean? And it's the community that you were surrounded with um, helped you. To put it, yeah. And that's mm -hmm. exactly right, man. It's to put it into perspective, you know, mm -hmm. when I was there, when I would show people my Instagram page or I would show people like, you know, some footage that I took, taken because i made some short films when i was mm -hmm. there you know they were they were immediately like impressed they were like wow like and they, i got some followers because of that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um because they were doing like their own business like styling like shoes and things like that mm -hmm. and what i'm saying is that like again i'm not saying because oh toronto didn't like my stuff that means like everyone here is you know again everyone has an opinion but i'm just saying is that when you show people you know your instagram page here right some like on the street or when you're just talking to them it's like oh okay cool but in LA or that area, they kind of have a different respect for it because they understand that they have a creative eye. They, everyone's like, you know, trying to pursue the same passion. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think Toronto, yeah. Like um, I love the city and I'm so happy I created a community. Um, I found a community, I should say, of like film mm -hmm. people that respect the craft. Uh, mm -hmm. But I was struggling for a while because at the end of the day, it's not entirely a film capital. It's <laughs> there's no. others, yeah. right. There's, mm -hmm. there's other interests. There's other things that people are into. Um, mm -hmm. you know, like I said, it's very service driven. It's very business oriented. 
And um, yeah, that's why that's that's why when I went to California, it was a reminder. That's why I say it was a personal mm-hmm. personal slash professional trip, business mm-hmm. trip, because you know I, I went there for that intention, like to to rediscover my roots, rediscover you yeah. know what I want to do, yeah. and you know I I still intend to. I know with the pandemic, it's kind of crazy, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but I still intend to you know. Uh, live there one day and you know expand my, that was my next question actually. yeah oh, oh you're gonna ask me that yeah. <laughs> going back there yeah I do. I do right that's where that's mm-hmm. where i feel like your your growth your growth i think then i think the next time yeah i think the next time obviously when things settle but it would also be my biggest thing is i enjoyed that trip but there was also a part of me that it's like okay but when i come back i want to be even better you know like mm-hmm. i want to have something mm-hmm. else to show for because mm-hmm. when i was talking to the locals and i was talking to people in the industry I showed them like what two short films and they weren't even uh-huh. the best, my, my best work. They were shot on like my Canon T5i, which was, uh-huh. you know, just basic, like when I was starting out mm-hmm. and, you know, now that I've created, like I've recently shot it, directed my first short film and, you know, I, I have other projects coming along and that one's even just the, the film festival, right? Yeah. So yeah. there's one, there's one called beautiful. It's a mm-hmm. soccer one. Have you seen it? I have not. I haven't okay. seen any of your short films yet. No worries, man. I'll send yeah. you. I'll send you a link. Yeah, of no, no, please. Because yeah. it because that actually has uh, gone so, got into some festivals and it won oh, won an nice. award at uh, a film festival in LA, a small one. Dude, that uh, is one reeler. Yeah, I'm, I'm really pr- thank you. I'm really yeah. proud of it because uh, this is what I mean by like when I made that promise, where it's like when I come back, I want to have at least something to show for. And it's just mm. going on a world tour. I say I got people like you know, hey, do you want to be in this festival and that. So I'm really mm-hmm. proud of that that film. And then the, the other one that I'm speaking of, it's in my bio. It's called Cracked. Um, I think that's the that, one that I was looking at earlier. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. That one like explores mental health, uh, uh-huh. explores, you know, a man trying to keep his family together. It was a very kind of dark, you know, melancholy mm-hmm. film, but it has like, it's supposed to have like an endearing message at the end. And mm-hmm. yeah, that was uh, with my friends, Kosa Caraway and Danny Mariathis. They're the writers mm-hmm. on it. And they, you know, they reached out to me and they said, Hey, we love, we saw your, your kind of like with you, right. You see my, my style, you see my shots mm-hmm. and they were so inspired. They took it to another level where they said, would you like to be part of this? Would you like to direct this film? And mm-hmm. I was so honored. I'm like, this is, you know, a way for me to get into the industry, right. And yeah. to showcase my work. So I'm really excited for you to watch that. And I'll definitely yeah. share, share with you the link uh, mm-hmm. of beautiful. It's only about a minute, minute and a half. Okay. Um, but it's been yeah. getting a lot of been getting a lot of attention. So I'm grateful for that. That's, I'm so that's grateful. Really that. That's, that's it. Really yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. And um, uh, sorry, Cracked was the one that um, got into the Seoul Film Festival. Is that the one? No, no, that's beautiful. That's Cracked, beautiful. Cracked, oh, nothing's okay. disclosed yet because it's still in festival circulation. It's oh, like okay. we're not going to hear back for uh, probably a couple months. But beautiful is the one that got into Seoul. Uh, the the LA one I was telling you about, New York. I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw me. I posted about New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's the one. Yeah, it's uh, with Robert Demario. He's a, uh-huh. a, a friend, friend my my friend's younger brother, but he's a friend of mm-hmm. mine as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's so excited as well. Like you know, because I told him, I said, once it's done, I'm gonna probably submit it to some festivals. And he's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we were expecting like the the scope. Like I was expecting like a couple of festivals in Toronto if I was lucky. But so far, mm-hmm. it hasn't even been anyone in Toronto. It's just been people like outside of the other countries. So. 
it helps that's, with that universal amazing, yeah. yeah universal universal reach right like south korea like i was blown uh, away like what uh, i didn't even know there was a festival yeah uh, yeah me too that, i'm like yeah. that wanted this uh minute <laughs> film you know what i mean the short mm-hmm. film festival right mm-hmm. so i'm really proud of that and uh thanks for supporting always uh, yeah. uh really appreciate that and i just wanted to say like when yeah. when you start posting you know uh like your your short films that have gone into film festivals and they have that little accolades the laurel um, yeah the laurels yeah, yeah. <laughs> that actually made me feel really really proud of you like you know, oh like, thank you good stuff man good stuff because yeah. i know because i have another friend who's trying to do the same thing um and it's a tough industry to it's very tough to man. crack into yeah it's a very tough industry and um so for your for your films do you take um inspiration from any there i know you're a huge fan of tarantino i know that <laughs> hey. much did um, I tell you? Is it because I told you, or is it my social yeah, media? Because I talk me. about it all the time. I, I yeah, I probably told talked you. Talked yeah. about it a couple of times. Because yeah. I remember when we were working together, the Hateful Eight um, had just come out, and I think we were talking about it a little ah, bit. Like the conversation yeah, that's right. Was a little bit I was easy. probably like voicing it to everybody, like, "Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah, 2015." Yeah. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and I was 2015, like, 2016. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're a huge fan of Tarantino. I'm like, "Oh, have you seen the Hateful Eight? Yeah, and. And yeah, 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 no, that that that's a great movie. But I will say, uh, out of all of Tarantino's films, um, I think for me, *Inglorious Bastards* probably takes the cake. *Inglorious Bastards*, yeah, that's a favorite a, a, amongst a lot of people that I talk to. Yeah. Whenever I mention Tarantino, mm-hmm. they're like, "Bro, just that first twenty minutes is a movie in itself." Yeah. Like, yeah, I know. That's a great short my, film. My favorite, uh, my favorite scene. Um, actually, yeah, and I was actually speaking. Um, I don't know if you remember Sam from work. Uh, I do. Yeah, Stratzer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was speaking to him yesterday, and he was saying the same thing. He's like, the best, the best scene in that movie is that you know opening shot. Everybody remembers it. The, the iconic Everybody, scene. Because because yeah. it really it really sets the tone for the entire movie. You know what I mean? You're expecting like from the trailers like this you know brad pitt's kind of like slapstick comedy thrown in there a little bit but when that beginning yeah. scene hits it establishes like, the tone yeah oh shit it's that type of movie it establishes that because they had to do it yeah yeah it the establishes tone. that it's unpredictable yeah. like anything can happen and you know don't be so sure like you know he exactly. can be duped and it also showed mm-hmm. the cunningness of the nazis right like you know yes that they're not cartoon characters that they can mm-hmm. be that they're human beings and they're extremely smart uh especially exactly. the ones that were in charge uh-huh. uh with with those diabolical awful diabolical exactly the word oh, evil right were, you know yeah, just they were evil yeah they were they were evil but you can't deny that they were also intelligent in what they were doing like they knew mm. how to weed things out of people and they're like mm. that's why i say cunning manipulative uh mm. conniving and yeah. you know credit to christoph waltz like he killed that performance oh, and, and that's that was the first movie i, I saw him with yeah yeah, yeah. it's his Ever first i think that? american movie yeah. too because he was oh, like a german okay. tv actor uh and tarantino discovered him and the story with that he actually said he was going to shelve the project if he didn't find his actor for hans landa because he's the kind of guy where he doesn't hire whoever's hot in hollywood it's Mm -hmm. whoever fits Mm -hmm. the role and he said if i didn't find christoph waltz i would have shelved it because he needed Uh someone that was a good actor obviously but Mm -hmm. multilingual as well and it could sell it Mm -hmm. not learning the like have a dialogue coach like this guy in real life is actually multilingual Mm -hmm. so just a beautiful film yeah all around my my favorite i would have to mention is uh, Django and Chain, only Django because Chain, yeah. uh, I saw it in theaters. It was the first Tarantino movie I thought I saw in theaters, mm-hmm. and I just love the whole style, like with the music, and it's just like the western. Uh, it's very action packed, and mm-hmm. there's just a lot to uh, to absorb, like the dialogue is especially. So I think mm-hmm. it has like a soft spot for me, like the 
I love the storyline, like the grittiness. Yeah. Like uh-huh. I like when he's like, you know, Calvin Candy, it's based in uh-huh. slavery, right? So Calvin mm-hmm. Candy tells mm-hmm. uh, Django, he's like, uh, you know, you don't seem green around the gills uh, for, uh, you know, someone who's a slave owner or someone who's into that, you know, fighting, right? Uh-huh. And he goes, yeah, I'm just a little bit more, I'm, I'm just a little more, you, oh no, he, <laughs> I'm messing up the whole line. He goes, uh, sorry, he says, your friend uh, seems a little green around the gills for someone who's a slave owner, right? Mm-hmm. And he's referring mm-hmm. to Christoph Waltz. Yeah. And Django, yeah. Chain, and Django says, uh, I'm just a little more used to Americans than he is right and then Uh, like uh there's lines like that i just love like Mm -hmm. they just like damn like that was badass and um it's just like a richness to it yeah and you know leonardo dicaprio he always plays like the hero or at least the lead and the fact Mm -hmm. that he was playing this diabolical maniacal just really hatred filled yeah Yeah. of course no but he played it with such conviction and -hmm. i have to give him credit for that even though he was like just a grow like an awful character even tarantino mm-hmm. stated it's his worst character mm-hmm. like he hates him he's the hate, mm-hmm. most hated mm-hmm. character he wrote of all time um i still can't like it's fascinating to watch because again this is dicaprio selling you that he's a slave owner yeah and he, and he hates black people and he doesn't yeah. obviously in real life and so, he literally hit every single you know check check check, check. yeah he like looked, he's, he sold yeah. it he had the intimidating performance yeah. he had like the flamboyant look mm-hmm. um and yeah, like the, you know, cause he always yells in his movies and when he yelled in this movie, like you felt it. Um, I just, I really love the, I really love the movie altogether, like the uh-huh. sound, the editing, the style mm-hmm. of music. So that's probably one. And then Pulp Fiction, I would say is probably the, like next to uh, Django Unchained. Mm-hmm. That's why mm-hmm. I started uh, 94 Productions. It's called 94. Uh, it's the year uh-huh. I was born and 94 oh. is, is the year Pulp Fiction was released. And oh, okay. Tarantino, that, that was his break. Yeah, that was his breakout year. Mm-hmm. That was the year like he became Tarantino, like everyone like around the world knew him because Reservoir Dogs mm-hmm. was like local. It was like the United States. I actually like that movie. That movie was, uh, yeah, was not a lot of people know that he did Reservoir Dogs. Um, I feel like because like when I mentioned Tarantino, like, you know, uh, the go to is Inglorious Bastards, Django or Kill Bill. Exactly. Um, but uh, Reservoir Dogs, especially that ending, man, that ending, um, the ending for Reservoir Dogs and the ending for The Departed. Um, I don't know if you've seen The Departed with yeah, uh, Mark yeah. Wahlberg. Matt we won't Damon. spoil it, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, we man, won't I've spoil seen it, it but intense. And it catches you by surprise. It, just, it feels like, you know, the rug was pulled underneath you. Like, you 100%, don't see man. it coming. You don't see it yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Like, and then when you well, when you see that scene, for example, in The Departed, it's like, mm-hmm. you don't see it coming, but when you look back, it's like, it better have happened. <laughs> you know yeah, because how, how else would they do anything? Right? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's more like, you know, all the motives of the characters and how, uh-huh. how like everyone went through and it's just justice, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, those two, Bow Fiction and uh, Django Unchained. And yeah, man, Tarantino, like I'm, I'm so happy you respect this craft and you yeah. also share the same interests. And, mm-hmm. you know, we can even have more conversations about film uh, yeah. down the road, like on podcasts. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm always... You know, I always love to see and hear people's journeys and their mm-hmm. experiences, their challenges. And so exciting, so exciting to see, you know, what more you can offer, you know, because yeah. I've seen your craft so far and, you know, the photo- photos you've been putting out and the cap- the fact that you've been consistent. I think that's a big thing, you know, and you have Thank the courage you. to just put it out. So and it's hard. We're going to. Yeah. The consistency is hard. Like a lot of people. Very good. Yeah. Very hard. Man. That's yeah. it. But it's a level of anxiety. It's a le- level of, um, you know, anticipation that, you know, I don't know if this is going to be going good or, or, you know, I don't know if anybody's going to like this one. There was, or, uh, there was this one time, I think it was two weeks ago. 
Yeah. So usually when I do a photo, I will um, make a couple different edits, but mainly because I'm I'm not always satisfied with my right. final final edit. But um, I remember doing an edit, posted it, and the second edit I did. So it's a shot of a building, and inside the building the lights are on. The lights are yellow. All, not all the lights are on. So there's like it's kind of like a T, and then you know kind of branches out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, and then there's a street light. Um, so I posted the the original. Um, edit that I did, which is just with the normal yellow lights. But then I played around with it and I kind of made like a nightmare on Elm Street kind of uh, That's photograph amazing. where all the lights are red inside. So it kind of gives like a horror aesthetic. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I posted on my story, you know, like, which one do you like better? Do you mm -hmm. like, you know, my final, the one that I posted, or do you like the one that's uh, the, the nightmare on Elm Street one? And majority of the people voted for the nightmare on elm street i'm just sitting there like man i think i voted I for that too yeah 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 you did, I did yeah, right yeah, yeah okay, sure good. yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah and i was looking at it like man i should have posted the other one i mean like the first one was doing okay numbers i would say yeah. uh and then i'm like but everybody likes the you know nightmare on elm street one much better but yeah you know uh, some people told me i'll oh, just delete it and repost it right yeah but, then I'm like, but that's not true to myself you know, uh, yeah, I made not. a decision to post this one. I'm keeping that one. You know what I mean? Doesn't matter if I can post it again, and whatnot. But you yeah, know, don't backtrack. Yeah, exactly. don't don't yeah. backtrack and yeah. like you know be confident in what you're putting out. And at the end of the day, man, like I said, as long as you're authentic to your brand, uh, your image, your identity, who you are as a person, mm -hmm. um, you can't go wrong, right? Exactly. Like as long as you're not hurting anyone or insulting mm -hmm. them, like just put out your stuff and. Yeah. You know, the biggest thing for me about, I guess, that what could get in the way of consistency is, you know, why am I doing this? Like, is anyone, mm. does re anyone really care? But yeah. this conversation alone is evidence that I got to keep going. I got to keep putting stuff out because mm -hmm. you telling me like, you know, oh, where did this guy go? He disappeared. Like, I haven't seen mm -hmm. much. It just shows that, you know, you don't have to like all my pictures to tell me like, I'm a fan of you. You yeah. could just view them. You know, many people like will contact me and say like, wow, this really inspired me. And I'll be like, and I look back and I'm like, wow, this guy didn't like it or comment it, but he told me inspired. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we've become so attached to these likes and these comments that we forget mm -hmm. that human beings are still human beings just because mm -hmm. they didn't actually do the like action. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That stupid action that only uh, the algorithm mm -hmm. would understand um, mm -hmm. doesn't mean they don't, uh, they're not inspired by it. They're not uh, affected by it. They didn't touch their heart. Very so, true. yeah. So I think it's very important that we just ignore that. Um, obviously use it uh -huh. as markers like growth, like just to see like, you know, reception wise. Mm -hmm. But in terms of like, especially when you're, you're just starting out and you just want to put stuff out there and overcome that, that uh, obstacle of, you know, will they like it? Will they not? It's just put it out there. I'm telling mm -hmm. you, give yourself yeah. six months, six mm -hmm. months consistently. And tell me in, in six months, if you're at the same spot, if you are, then pivot. If you're yeah. not, keep going you know and put then in, to put into perspective sorry um, yeah, to put into perspective when sure. i started um when i started my instagram page july 27th it was a couple of days before my birthday um you know i got about like 120 150 followers on that first you know month that i had oh it. wow so i was like you know holy holy why shit. is that because like, of a photo you posted or just because you well, started the account I started the account. I followed a bunch of people that I, you know, from my personal page, you know, I, I followed you. I followed, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, all my followed, friends and followed stuff Followed immediately like that. back, bro. I was so yeah, excited yeah. for you, yeah. And um, thank you for that, by the way. Um, yeah, of course. And yeah, within the first month, it was like 150 followers. Um, but before I even created the account, I took time because I bought my camera end of June. Um, and then um, 
you know, I took a month, I took, I, I took a month to just take pictures, you know, okay. um, without posting them. So on June 27th, sorry, July 27th, I posted two pictures um, and they, they got really, really good uh, nice. reception from friends, from total strangers as well. And a lot of photography pages started following me right off the bat. It's amazing. And then, you know, and then it kept growing. I was getting like 200 followers every single month or close to it. You know, the more I that's posted. amazing yeah. by December, um, by beginning of December, um, it felt like, you know, the follower count has, has kind of like, you know, dwindled like it's an usually, algorithm thing, yeah. I, I believe. <laughs> yeah. I literally would go to sleep and I would wake up to like 10 followers. That's, that's how crazy it yeah. is going yeah. every single day. I can, I, 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 when I first got Instagram man, it, I yeah. wouldn't even post things that you're posting. Like I would post like stupid shit, like my face <laughs> with like the Instagram filter. And yeah, I wasn't even smiling. Yeah. I, I remember the filters. I you know what I mean? Or just, or just yeah. like, you know, a picture of a tree, but it wasn't yeah. with our professional cameras. It was an iPhone mm-hmm. six. And mm-hmm. like you said, 11 followers off the bat. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's an algorithm thing for sure. People, people do like everybody has their own taste. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, but by December, end of December, I hit a thousand followers. Like, yeah, I saw that. I started started in July and then in December. That's why I wanted to mention, man. I saw that and I was like, good for you, man. Like you, Mm -hmm. you reached a thousand followers and yeah. um, Because again, I saw, I follow your journey and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I remember when, when people were following you back, you had like about a couple hundred, 300. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. uh, I obviously didn't follow it like every day, but the one, sometimes I would be like, oh, now he's at 700. That's cool. And then, Yeah. yeah, it was probably like a month or two ago where I was like, I wonder where he's at. Mm hmm. And then it was like 1200 and I'm like, wow, like good for him. Like, yeah. and he just, and you could tell like, you've just been posting and you've posting. been getting better at your craft. Right. So I really appreciate you having you on, man. Uh, it's so been much. a pleasure. Like yeah. always talking to you, man. It's, it's uh, a lot of fun. I plan to do more of these uh, talking about our journeys and, you know, just discussing, you know, our experiences and our challenges, like I said, mm-hmm. right. And we, we can learn from each other and the audience can definitely be inspired and learn from us as well. Mm-hmm. So on that note, uh, is there anything else you have to say to the audience? Anything you want to say? You know, just just whatever hurdles come your way, just keep creating. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, don't lose that creativity because I know better than anyone else that, you know, um, you know, just growing up and just going through the motions of life, you can lose that cre- creativity along yeah. the way. And, you know, especially with social media, don't let that deter you because it's kind of designed to to kill your creativity sometimes like don't worry too much about the likes the comments the saves nothing like that like if you feel happy and content with your content keep posting exactly yeah Yeah, and don't don't lose your creativity because it's Mm -hmm. not only a disservice to yourself but it's a disservice to us because we don't even know uh you know what what you're putting out and how how beautiful you or talented you your work can be so Mm -hmm. remember that uh, the next time you're preventing yourself from posting yeah (laughs) all right so uh, thank you so much again krishna i really appreciate it and uh we'll talk soon no problem man thanks for having me later guys